Every decade possesses a particular characteristic. It comes into focus without announcement or awareness as the years unfold. Not suddenly, but quietly. Almost imperceptibly. Like random pieces of a puzzle, each a different shape and size, the events and people and ideas of a decade begin to come together in a meaningful form. First a corner, then a side, finally the entire border falls into place, but the scene is not immediately clear. Years must pass. As they do, more sections fit together, and meaningfulness starts to emerge. By the end of the decade, the seasoned picture is obvious, including the shading, harmony of colors, and even our feelings about the finished product. Every decade puts a frame around its own particular scene. I was born in 1934. As I reflect on the decade of the 1930s through the lens of history and discussion with those who were adults during that era, I get the distinct impression that it was a decade of idealism. Renewed hope clawed its way from beneath the devastation of the Great Depression. Optimism and diligence joined hands with determination, giving our country a needed boost out of the ominous shadows of the late 1920s. I was a growing youngster in the 1940s, a decade of patriotism. Nationalistic zeal reached its zenith as our boys slugged it out in Europe and the Far East. Simultaneous gasoline and food rationing, plus an unconditional commitment to win, gave us a feeling of pride and partnership as we rallied around the flag. Nobody, it seemed, questioned authority or tolerated the slightest action that smacked of insubordination. Babies born in the forties learn the Pledge of Allegiance as early in life as they learn the alphabet. Patriotism characterized the 1940s. By the 1950s, I was a young man. My high school years in East Houston could have been the perfect place to film happy days. My education continued, and a hitch in the Marine Corps, a new bride, and a change in careers marked those days in my life. Looking back, I have little trouble identifying that era. It was a decade of materialism, a time of dreaming, learning, earning, and succeeding. The good life became attainable to all who would work longer hours and push for the top. War was behind us, and new frontiers were open to us if only we would pay the price, advanced education, and additional hours on the job. What we overlooked was the growing number of children and adolescents who got caught in the backwash of our materialistic greed. They would sit down and be quiet only so long. The fuse burned shorter each year that decade. It was only a matter of time before the powder keg would blow. Then came the 1960s. Who could ever forget the anger, the riots, the frenzy of the 60s? A decade of rebellion. A new music with a heavy beat made parents frown in disapproval and kids scream with excitement. The foundations of our new frontiers came unglued. Campus riots, civil rights marches, political assassinations, the growing addiction to television, domestic runaways, sit-ins, drug abuse, unemployment, the threat of nuclear attack, and burning cities and draft cards made the president's job a hell-on-earth nightmare. Snarling defiance replaced submissive allegiance. On top of it all was that weird war in Southeast Asia, 
the black eye on Uncle Sam's face, the no-win wound that refused to heal. Nothing was quiet on the Western Front in the 1960s. The overt rebellion of that stormy era led us limping and licking our wounds into the 1970s. Depressing folk songs and the strumming of a guitar had now become our national emblem. Increased passivity characterized much of the leadership in the 1970s as more of our youth began to rethink the work-hard-so-you-can-get-rich materialism mentality. Confusion began to replace confidence, ushering us into a decade of disillusionment. You name it, a question mark could be attached to it. The integrity of our Oval Office, the proper role of women, the need for national defense—